Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey, folks. Welcome to another uh, message on Victorious Living, Overcoming the Storms of Life. How many of you know God wants us to overcome in every situation? You know, <laughs> the world is, is, is what the world is, but he has given us ways out of everything. Uh, thanks be to God who always leads us in victory or leads us in triumph and gives us the victory through Christ Jesus. Amen. And last, last week we, did, we had one from the archives, an oldie but a goodie because we didn't get a chance to record. But we're back and I want to continue to talk to you about having victory over the storms of life. And it's so important. I just want to review for a moment because I'm going to get back into something we've been talking about the last time, two weeks ago, but I want to get right back into it. But talking about there are things we can do that uh, that we have to cooperate with God. How many of you know we need to cooperate with what God says in his word? You know, it's, it's one thing to, well, I believe, but it's another thing to cooperate, be obedient to what he says, and and agree with what he says. Amen. But I talked about in the midst of a storm, we're to run to God's word. So important to have his word. We, <laughs> they overcame by the blood of the lamb, the word of their testimony. What were they testifying to? What God had said in his word. We always, I've heard Keith Moore say, we'll only go as far <laughs> in this life as what the word of God says, as we, as we know the word of God. So we have to know the word of God. Secondly, I talked about praising God in the midst of trouble for the victory thanking him for the victory that we have in christ jesus third i was talking about being obedient i mean even know we need to be obedient obedience is better than sacrifice what samuel told saul didn't he and and we we can get so far away from god real quick when we're not obedient to do what he says to do you know there are things like in his word he says uh, be kind one to another tender-hearted loving one another uh, put off all the old man, there's things that go along with that. Also, it talks about gathering together in this day and this hour. That's what Hebrews 10, 24, and 25 says, especially as the day draws near when God is re- or Jesus is going to return. Trust in God's ability to deliver us when we're in a bad spot or a hard spot. Amen? Walk in your authority. How many of you know God's given us authority? And authority, what, you know, I've said this before, I've heard it before, so I, it wasn't original with me, but what's the root word of authority? It's author. And what's an author do? He, he writes words. So we can walk in the authority, but our authority is in the word of God. So we have to do that. And then have courage and boldness. You know, Hebrews, uh, uh, or I should say Joshua said when he told uh, God told Joshua to be strong and be courageous. In other words, be bold about what you believe and be bold about what you're doing. Not just wishy-washy and not sure of things. You know why we're not sure of things? Because we don't always know the truth. The truth is what sets us apart, sets us free from what's going on in the world today because there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of voices in the world today, but there's only one truth, and Jesus is that truth. Amen? The word, word made flesh. And put on the armor and stand over in Ephesians 6. It talks about putting on the armor of God because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Now, we, know, we ought to know that by now, right? We're fighting against uh, demonic forces of darkness. And you can read all about that, but it tells us what to put on. 
and how to walk in the authority that we have. And it's so important that we do that. So, but tonight I want to continue on, uh, on along the line of opening your mouth and having what you say. You know, it never gets old. I was listening to, just recently listening to one of Brother Hagin's messages. Actually, I was listening to a couple different ones. I love what he teaches on faith. But he was talking about having what you say and, and faith and confession, which all ties together. And he says, you know, he, he began to use scriptures and he said it this way. You've heard all these before, but I want to remind you and stir you up in what the word of God says, because this is how we walk in victory. So we need to know that. And he says, you can't talk about faith. You can't talk about what God says uh, that we should do without going to Mark 11, 22 and 23. So it goes over there to Mark 11. And, and you know this story. Jesus is with his disciples. And in verse... Uh, um, let me go over to verse 12. And they were, they were going to Bethany. He was hungry. And it says, seeing a, a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he went to see perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it. He said to it. Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. Now, we go on further. He comes back the next day, and, and as they went and they came back, and it says uh, in verse, let's see, in verse 20, Now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fruit tree or fig tree which you cursed has withered away. Now, we, you've heard this many times from many preachers, if you've been around the Word of Faith or full gospel messages, is that <laughs> when he said that, he said he didn't speak to anything but the tree and the roots, and it had dried up. And he said, look, now, he said, Jesus didn't say, well, you know, this is because I'm deity. This is because I'm the risen Christ, and, and I can do those things. Well, he hadn't gone to the, the, to the cross yet, but I'm Christ, and I can do these things. But no, he said this. He's teaching them as he always did. You know, he came to teach us and to preach to us, heal and deliver and set people free. But he also was telling us how to live in the kingdom. So he says this. And Jesus said and answered, have faith in God. Well, where do we put our faith in? Are we going to put our faith in what the world says, what the, what the financial situation in the world says today, or, or the doctors say, or any other uh, words that come across that are not of God. He says, no, you have put your faith in God. You, you've put your faith in God, and this is what you do. This is what you do right here. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever, and that would classify anybody that would say it, says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says, who, the person that's saying them, well, it will be done, he will have whatsoever he says. And it goes on to talk about when you pray, believe that you receive the things you pray for. Amen? So we have to know this is a, a guide for us when we have to speak things. What are we saying today? What are we saying tonight about our situations, our circumstances, 
the storms that come at us. What are we saying? Are we agreeing with them? Are we agreeing with what the world says? Are we agreeing with the enemy says? Or are we agreeing with what God says? He says, you say into the mountain, you say into the problem. And so that's where we're at again. And so, you know, uh, the most impressive thing, and I've said this before, and I've said in my notes, a thing about Jesus, when he speaks or when he spoke, demons came out, sickness had to flee, storms ceased, things changed. And so we, he gives us the same right to do that right here in Mark 11, 23. He said, you say, <laughs> he said, you say. So tonight we're going to talk about even more uh, uh, scriptures that talk about that because we will, we will end up walking in what we believe and what we say. And most of the time when we say something, it's because we believe what the enemy has said. If you're believing on the, uh, the trials and the temptations of life and agreeing with that, well, nothing ever good happens to me. You know, I, I, hope I, I hope I get healed. I hope I get delivered. I hope I this, that, and the other. You're always hoping. But faith says, say to the mountain. Say to the, the thing. So, and then it says, they were impressed by Jesus, weren't they? And a lot of things impressed me, but you know one thing really impressed him? No man ever spoke like this. <laughs> spoke like this. So he was speaking to the fig tree. He was teaching and demonstrating how faith works. Now, at Romans, we talked about this before, and I want to speak it again. It's, it, you, we need to hear it. I need to hear it. I'm not just speaking to you tonight. I'm speaking to myself. In Romans 8 and uh, uh, 9 and 10, it says this. Romans 10, 8, 9, and 10. We'll go to that real quick. And, and it's so important that we continually speak what God speaks. You know, sometimes it's not easy when you're going through a crisis or, or a storm of life or something's going on. You, we, we tend to revert back sometimes to our old life, but we're not to do that. We're to agree with God. Now, this is what it says. Uh, but what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth. What's the word? The truth is in your mouth and which you're, and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will what? Be saved. Well, saved from what? Saved from eternal damnation, first of all. Saved from an eternal life of, of uh, uh, from going to hell. That, I mean, it, Bible talks about heaven and talks about hell. We need to know that. People need to know that. But you will be saved from that eternal separation from God. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Now, I talked to you uh, last time about this very thing. I heard Keith Moore talking about it. It makes a whole lot of sense. Confession is made unto what? To whatever you say. Confession is made unto Jesus is my Savior. Is Jesus your Savior tonight? You have to confess him as your Savior. <laughs> Do you need healing tonight? Jesus is my healer. So confession is made unto healing. Uh, do you need deliverance? Maybe you do. I don't know. I don't know your situation. But here's what you say. Jesus is my deliverer. Confession is made unto my deliverance. Amen? Amen. Finances, whatever you're going through. Relationships, whatever you're going through. But it says in this word salvation. Now we talked about that. And I'm bringing all this up again. You think, well, are you just repeating it? Yeah, I am repeating. But uh, Keith Moore said that Brother Hagin uh, cured him of over the worry about uh, repetition. 
over about too much repeating. And if you've ever heard Keith Moore talk, he always comes back to stuff he had talked about previously in the previous messages. But salvation, here it is, all-inclusive words signifying forgiveness. You know, you've been forgiven tonight. You have to confess, thank you, Lord, that you're, you've forgiven me of all my transgressions, all my sins, all those things have been covered and, and done away with with the blood of Jesus. Uh, you need healing? Thank you, Jesus, that you're my healer. That's part of salvation. He's a healer. His healing is part of the atonement, and it's for us today. Thank you that it's prosperity. That's another word. Prosperity. Lord, I thank you that you provide all my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And, and God isn't broke. Jesus isn't broke. There's all that we need in the world today, or what we need in this world today is prosperity. Now, you can prosper in your soul, in your mind, your heart. You can prosper in a lot of things, but we need to prosper in all things. goes on to say deliverance. And you can say uh, that confession of salvation is unto my deliverance. How about safety? Boy, don't we need safety today? There's so much going on in the world today. Thank you, Lord, that you're my safety. Hallelujah. We can say that very thing. Uh, my confession is that he safely guards my life and heart. Rescue, uh, let's see what up, liberation or freedom, restoration. Christ's salvation is a total in scope for them, the total man, spirit, soul, and body. Now we, let's go on to another story. Now you know this story over in uh, Numbers 13. Turn to Numbers 13. You know it's important to know the word. It is important to know the word. If you don't know the word, you're going to get stuck. Stuck in what the enemy wants to come in. But you got to know the truth because if you know the truth, you put it in your heart. You know, we've said this before, John 8, 31 and 32. Jesus told his, his followers, his disciples, if you continue my word, you're my disciples or my disciplined ones, and you shall know what? The truth. How, much, how many of you know we need to know the truth today? Uh, like I said before, so many voices in the world. And the truth shall what? make us free. Now we find over in Numbers 13 and uh, verses 27 to 33, and, and they had gone out, you know this story, they'd gone out into the land of promise, and they came back, and there was 12 spies that went out, and they came back, and, and here's their report. They, they were reporting, uh, then they told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us, it truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. But then that's the report that ten spies brought. But here's what Caleb says. There was two other spies that went into that land that had a good report. They, they were agreeing with what God. God said, this is your land. You take it and you, and you shall have it. And Caleb said, then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession for we are well able to overcome. Now you got the 10 saying, uh, you know, there's, there's giants there. There's there's problems there. I don't know. You know, this isn't a good deal. Caleb says, hey, we're ready to go right now. <clears throat> right now. And we can overcome it right now. But when the men had gone up with him, 
said, we are not able to go um, against the people, for we are, they are stronger than we. Well, that wasn't God, what God told them. He told them to take the land, go in and take it. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak, came from the giants, and came from the giants, and we were like what? Grasshoppers. Now what's happening here? They're saying, they're saying, and they're going to get what they believed, in in, in essence. But Joshua and Caleb were saying the right thing. Now it goes like grasshoppers in our own sight. Hey, how you view you is how other people will view you. If, you, if you're always uh, down and out, and, and people are going to look at you and say, I don't want to be like them. No, we have the joy, supposed to have the joy and the peace of God. We're supposed to walk with our head up and not bow down over to what the enemy is trying to do this day and hour. And so they were, that's what they were in their own sight. What did they just do? They just said whatsoever they said they were going to have. And then it goes on to say in, in uh, verse or chapter 14, And now all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept that night. Now what were they weeping about? They, had the re- they were weeping because they heard a bad report. How many of you have heard a bad report? The doctors told you, though this is something you know is very serious, and I don't know what we can do for you and everything. Well, whose report are you going to believe? If you're not going to believe the word of the Lord, you're going you're to be in trouble, my friends. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron, and the whole congregation said to them, If we had only died in the land of Egypt, or if we had only had died in this wilderness. Listen, I'm telling you, friends, you can go back, you can backslide, you can back up, and, and when God has brought deliverance, and maybe you've walked in deliverance, and now you're backing up, don't back up. Don't, don't agree with the devil. Why the Lord has brought us to the land to fall by the sword that our wives and our children should become victims, would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? And what are they talking about? They're talking about things that they're saying. They're saying what their feelings were uh, demonstrating was demonstrating to what their feelings were. In other words, they were saying the wrong things. Let us select a leader from ret- and return to, to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their face by all of the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephthah, Jephthah, <laughs> you get it, <laughs> who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. Man, they were they were upset. I mean, they were. This was going flying in the face of the Lord their God. This was making them mad. I'm telling you, they were upset. And it says, and spoke to all the congregation of the uh, children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, and a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are bread, <laughs> they are our bread. Their portion has departed from them. 
Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Listen, he said, don't rebel. They said, don't rebel against the Lord. Listen, when you start talking contrary to what this Bible says, we're rebelling against God. That, I mean, that's a, that's a terrible thing. And what's it say in the scripture? Rebellion is it's, it's a sin of witchcraft. When you talk against God, it's that's the sin of witchcraft. And all the congregation said to stone them with stones. Now the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle meeting before all the children. Listen, my friends, we have to know. <laughs> Open our mouths and say what God says. And you say, well, how do I do that? You put in remembrance. You begin to get in the scriptures and you begin to get the word of God in your heart. So when the problem comes, <laughs> you, don't, you don't curse God. You don't rebel against God. You say what God says. I know this is not a good report, but God says this. I'm telling you, this is how we overcome. This is really what the word of faith is. And you can and will have what you say. Now, we know over in Joshua 18, verse 21, it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So what are you saying? In the power of our words is really what it's saying. What are we saying about our life? What are we saying about ourselves? You know, I've had, uh, uh, Sandy and I went to a nutritionist and, uh, and Sandy happened to go to one yesterday and, 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 and he told her, he says, I can't believe it's your, your age. And she said, and Mike too. And she said, well, we don't talk old. We don't talk what we can't have. We talk what we have. <laughs> And that's where we have the joy and the, and the uh, promises of God. Amen. That doesn't mean we never have a problem. But listen, we attack our problems with the word of God. Amen. Amen. We go right after them with the word of God. Listen, I've taken medicine. I've had, I've had uh, uh, some uh, uh, difficulties in, in physically at times. But I don't stay there. I'm, I speak to my body every day. You ought to speak to your body if you're going through something today. Tell, tell those things to get out because it's God's portion that we walk in health. He sent his word and healed us and delivered us from our destructions. Amen? So we have to know that. Proverbs 6.2 says this, You're snared by the words of your mouth. Wow. Is that? Listen, my friends, start saying what God says. How do you do that? You're going to put out what you put in. If you're putting in junk all the time, if you're putting out what uh, CNN, what Fox, or any of these networks, CBS, about, oh, the world's not going good, and, and we're not going to make it, and we're, guess what? The next thing you do, you'll be saying the same thing. But if you're putting in, if God be for us, who can be against us? Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He loves me. He cares for me. I'm one of his special <laughs> people. Amen? You got to talk to yourself like that. And then begin to say to the problem, get out in Jesus' name. I speak to the mountain of sickness and disease and, and poverty and perversion, whatever is attacking your life or your thought life, and say, get out in Jesus' name. Now, don't have much time. I guess I didn't get to where I wanted to go again tonight, but that's all right. We can always come back to it next time. What do you think? Because we can. Amen. But we can't get tired of this, hearing this over and over and over. Because I th 
truly, if we're going to walk in faith, not by sight, we got to know what the Word of God says. I don't know where you're at tonight. I don't know. If you don't know Jesus, it'd be a good time to say, Jesus, come into my life. Be my Savior. Be my, be my King in my life. Amen. If, you, if you're going through struggles tonight, change your vernacular. Change your vocabulary, I should say. Change what you're saying. Amen. Because it's vital that we say what God says. This is how we walk in authority. And we have that authority. He's given us that authority. <laughs> you know, he said, say unto the mountain, whosoever. You know, whoever. So we're whoever's and whosoever's. So sp say to your problems. And then begin to walk in victory. Thanks be to God who always gives us victory through Christ Jesus. Amen. So this is so important tonight. I don't, I, like I said, I don't know what you're going through tonight, but begin to speak that. And it, don't be surprised if I come back next week and have more to say about this very thing because it's so important right now in this day and this hour. See yourself as victorious. See yourself as an overcomer. See yourself anointed to do what God's called us all to do, and that's to be a witness unto him to the goodness of God. Amen? Amen. That's for us tonight. Amen. Let's pray before I get off here. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that you've told us repeatedly in your word. You've told us stories about where, like not, uh, Joshua and Caleb and, and the, the ten spies that couldn't see the goodness of God and what they were doing. They All they could see themselves was as grasshoppers. But Joshua and Caleb said, let's go up and take what God says we can have. Because He said, if he said it, well, then we can do it. So I thank you for that. I thank you that we're told to say into the mountain all these things. We have to remind ourselves on a regular basis in order to walk in victory. And so I pray for everyone in the sound of my voice would begin to change what they're saying. If they're not agreeing with God, begin to say what God says. If they're in fear, anxiety, depression, worry, all those things, say, Lord, I thank you that you've delivered me from that and now walk in the freedom that you've given me with joy and peace. In Jesus' name, I'll not be anxious over all these things. I'll not be fearful of all these things. For you've overcome, thereby I can overcome. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Be blessed. It's good to be with you again. Don't expect a whole lot different next time because I'm going to keep on keeping on with what we're talking about here because it's what God would have us to do. Amen. Amen. See you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.